0: grassroots levels with world cup and european championship experience hello and welcome to the leader manager coach podcast it's rob riles welcoming you to another program in today's program i want to talk to you about some of the leadership lessons that have come across my path this week and some of the learning experiences that i've had from experiences that i've personally had myself in a coaching capacity, and a leadership capacity, and also as a follower of other people. Now, they, there was a, a guy who once said to me that the greatest leaders are the greatest followers. And whether that's true or not, I don't know. But I think we need to learn both aspects. I think you need to be a good learner. I think you need to be a humble individual who is able to follow at least something or somebody somebody else who is a mentor of yours i think the moment we think we're we're at that status of the all-time guru is the time that we're likely to have a fall now please don't ask me how the the great minds of this universe work the people who are at the uh, angelic stage of uh, having surpassed all the challenges that Face us mere mortals. I don't know the answer to that question, but um, I think leadership is all about humility. And um, this week, I've been fortunate enough to be served up at least four great lessons. And I wanted to share those lessons with you because that's what this podcast is all about. It's all about helping and sharing. Now, this week, I was asked to do a presentation to a group of young professionals. Now, these young professionals happen to be young people who were working in the world of professional football in an academy in the English Football League and they were actually working on the medicine and science side of the game they were helping young players with the physical development side with their physiology with their rehabilitation and with their conditioning and as well as overcoming aspects of injury as well and most of these people were certainly under the age of 25 and they were all bright-eyed bushy-tailed sitting there waiting for words of wisdom to drop from from my mouth. And um, it was humbling to be asked, number one. And, and number two, it kind of brought home to me about what's happened in the past 30 years, if you like, because I was standing there with probably approximately three decades of life under my belt that they hadn't been subjected to. And... You know, people I've had it before when some of you will relate to this, I'm sure. Some of you will, will definitely get this, and you might get it from a different perspective. If you're from the mature age group, you'll get it from one perspective. And if you are on the younger, the younger age of the spectrum, let's say you will probably get it from, from the other aspect. But it's the looking up to somebody else kind of kind of approach from the younger perspective and thinking, wow. How can I get there? How many of us have experienced that thought process where actually we want to achieve something? We want to be like somebody else. We want to achieve a professional status like somebody else. And we think, wow, how can I get there? How do I get there to get that esteemed, that apparent, seemingly esteemed position? And um, it is a question that comes up quite frequently. And I'm sure many of you can relate from that relate to that whichever perspective you take whether you're the 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 person asking the question or you're the person answering the question and you know i think the most one of the most profound answers came from a pop star i think it was who who said you know um suddenly suddenly all of a sudden suddenly after 25 years hard work we became successful and for me that kind of sums it up because people ask don't they oh how do you get to that position how do you manage to work for that football club how do you get a position with an international team how do you become a great coach with a great salary and a great car and with a big club and how do you achieve that level of success whether that's in business or that's management or how do you get to that position well for most people the answer to that is they did The hard yards, as they say in the United States of America, people have done the hard yards. They've got up early in the mornings, they've worked late at night, they've done their studies, they've gone to universities, they've gone to colleges, they've done correspondence courses, they've gone to mentorship classes, they've gone to evening classes, they've read books, they've listened to podcasts, they've talked to people, they've gone to meetings, they've stood on touch lines, they've got soaked, they've got cold, they've been disappointed they've turned up and the lights haven't been on and they've thought, you know, this is never going to be worth it. They've had parents, they've had aunties, they've had uncles, they've had friends who said, what are you doing that for? It'll never work. Somebody like you will never achieve that. And they've done the hard yards, no matter what those hard yards are. You know, whether that's in the dark, kind of non-welcoming environments of, 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 lots and lots of of places where you know the the lonely work goes on the stuff that we grind out the stuff that actually it is basically the plateaus that that George Leonard talks about in his great book Mastery where where we grind out it's on the mat you know it's on the tennis court it's on the football pitch it's in the squash court it's in the the boardroom it's in the in the kitchen on the kitchen table doing doing the studies it's it's all the bits that are non-glamorous where the the lights aren't on the tv cameras aren't there the microphone isn't there but that is what forges the steel that's what turns the the wood into coal into diamonds that when it's found people say wow how do i get to that position but it's all about that that hard work and that time isn't it and i think that lesson only really hits home emotionally from experience itself that's life itself isn't it we think we understand until we actually do a little bit like having kids isn't it having children you know, I'd love to have children, you know, I can't wait to have a family, it's going to be 2.2 and we're going to have a boy and a girl and, you know, my wife, my husband, blah, 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 my, whoever it is, we're going to be this, we're going to that, we're going to live here, bump, the reality is, wow, it's the greatest learning experience that, you know, we can ever have if we embrace it and I'm sure most of us, we embrace it to the best of our ability, no matter what the outcome but it guarantee it will be completely different than what you thought it would be. Nobody can prepare you for that, and there's lots of things in life, aren't there? That are that are just like that. But that hard work, and and those that that those hard yards are what it's all about to create that success. Whatever that success is for you, whatever the outcome, and it's easy to forget that sometimes. You know, the instant world that we live in, that we talk about on the podcast, that instant gratification, the app, the 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 website, the the you know the, the order it today, deliver it tomorrow, and sometimes that hard work and that unrelenting schedule, that Olympics that if that Olympian mindset of do this, do that, day in, day out, it can lead to overwhelm. And, and I've I've had an experience this week, not personally, but I do hold my hand up and say, overwhelm with activity, with to-do lists, with things that I feel I have to do, I must do, I should do, is something that I've suffered with and I'm now very aware of. But I, I can't say, you know, that that doesn't raise its head every now and again. But this week, one of the The guys that I work with, somebody that I look up to, somebody who's got a leadership position, has admitted that he was suffering with overwhelm. And it's real easy to get into that situation. And one of the things I wanted to touch on was, especially for guys, because I think guys hide it and think, you know, I can't tell anybody I'm overwhelmed. I cannot say that I'm feeling fatigued. It's a real important thing. That's not to say that ladies, you know, you don't suffer from overwhelm. You absolutely do the same as the guys. I just think that you're better at it at communicating often. So one of the keys is actually to have somebody to, to chat to, to talk to. And maybe it's a good thing to actually set that up before it, before it starts, to know who it is you can turn to when actually the crisis fe- seems to be apparent. Because... You know, a little bit of a chat, a little bit of dialogue, a conversation can often give a totally different perspective that can actually change how the vista and landscape appears. The number two learning experience this week was about changing direction. Okay, here's a little bit of a story. A few months ago, I decided to embark upon a training course. And this training course was expensive in terms of its time demands it was also expensive from a financial point of view but I considered it worthwhile for my own professional development and I invested in it invested quite heavily in it from both perspectives now on both perspectives financially and from a time commitment point of view it was very demanding and one of the mentors who was was guiding me said that they thought that I ought to reconsider whether this direction I was going in right now was appropriate and the best course of action. And I deliberated on that and I actually took on board what this person was saying and I did change direction. Now, changing direction can be hard, can't it? I don't know how many of you relate to this, but especially if you're focused, especially if you have a goal, especially if you have set targets, to actually change course is psychologically quite difficult isn't it you you can feel that you're giving up you can feel that you're letting yourself and letting other people down and actually you are losing what you have already invested fast forward a few weeks and that decision to change course was a very sensible one it prevented me from getting further into a jungle that actually wasn't going to give the, the rewards that were congruent with where I wanted to go at the time. Now, you may relate to that. And I, and often those decisions aren't that clear. Sometimes there's a, there definitely was, and I'm sure that there is for everybody, that doubt as to whether you're doing the right thing at the right time. But that sudden feeling of, aha, that feels better. It's a little bit of relief. Maybe I can just take a breather and reassess that was a big positive and it's turned out that that change of direction was actually a good thing to do so i think the lesson for me is don't be don't be frightened of what the world is telling you in terms of what the feedback you're getting is particularly your gut feeling particularly people that you trust especially if they're invested in you and they've trodden that road before respect what they're saying and Don't be frightened of changing direction. And if you do change direction, be honest. Because this is another thing that I've... That is another big learning thing for me. That one of the guys who was suffering with overwhelm... One of the overwhelm things was a change of direction... That this person had to take. The decision to change direction... And this will happen to you as a leader... It will happen to you as a manager as a coach as a business leader as a sports leader uh, uh, as a leader in any walk of your life if you change direction and you have people who look up to you who are, are dependent upon you for an element of their security or an element of their being it can be unsettling and it can be unstabling and it will need and it will require transparency and honesty and That in itself is difficult. It's difficult to do emotionally because it's hard and it's taxing, especially if you are high on the empathy side and you you are quite high on that of understanding of how other people feel and you put yourselves easily into their situation. Especially if you have a lot of stakeholders, i.e. a lot of people that you have to communicate with. But believe you me, that honesty and that transparency is worth its weight in gold because it will endear you and underline your value and your integrity to the people that follow you. So don't fear it, grasp hold of it, grasp that mantle of leadership and be honest and be transparent. And that is what I've found this week in terms of how valuable that is and it's been a great lesson. Now, leading on from that, and again, I'm going to hold my hand up and say that this is something that I was really, really poor at. And I've come to embrace it. And it's become a real valuable thing. And maybe you can relate to it again. But there's gold in this, is that communication was never, never high on my list of things that were important. How many of you can relate to... Getting out there, getting it done, you know, doing the hard yards as it were, going through the miles, doing what you need to do, going to bed that night, getting up the next morning and getting on with it and just doing it time and time and time again. Now, if you're in the approximate 20-25% of the population that have got those choleric tendencies, those leadership tendencies, you'll get up, get on with it, drive from the front get on with it and don't look back and and not be too concerned with the mayhem that's occurring behind you then maybe communication isn't necessarily one of your fortes or one of your strong points and it may be that your strategy involves employing or working with or having as part of your team your mastermind somebody who is excellent at communication who relates to you, that communicates with you successfully, that allows you to be you, but communicates to the people who need to be communicated with on your behalf or with you or together with you so that you get that success. However, one of the things that I've really learned and has been really valuable for me is to actually embrace the fact that real quality, depth of communication with people where you develop that understanding and you feel it inside that you think, wow, I understand them, they understand me, and that's been valuable. Because every bit of communication will either add to, in a positive way, that relationship, or it will take away. It will be very rarely will it be neutral. as my humble opinion. I may be completely wrong on that, but I believe it will add to. Because down the, down the line, how many of, when you look back at the people in your life, people that you respect the people that you have and hold in high regard or the people that are valuable in terms of your life being how many of those are people that are positive communicators with you and how many of the people that you give you that negative or that real challenging feeling in your gut when you mention their name or you have to deal with them Are people that the communication that you have with them is not quite synchronous or is not seamless? So I've learned to embrace the power of communication in terms of planting seeds and oiling the the wheels, if you like, the wheels of industry or the wheels of life that really help to smooth things along. That's been a great lesson. Moving on from that, I'm gonna move a little bit into something that I learned last week at a coaching convention at a great club who were totally transparent by the way who had great communicators and were really good at doing the basics as I call them not just the basics but they were brilliant at the basics and they knew what the basics were and this lesson is all about getting the fundamentals absolutely right because the better you get the fundamentals and we'll come on to what those fundamentals are in a minute that will give you a phenomenally powerful base to work from. Now, in terms of what these fundamentals are, and I've kind of stolen this, although it's not rocket science, but it's been encapsulated and written about and talked about really well, again, by Brian Johnson in his Entheos website. He talks about the fundamentals. And the fundamentals of of human life for me, in terms of being able to live a life... If we're fortunate enough to have that ability, are what he calls really simply eat, sleep, and move. We need as human beings, we need to rest, we need to recuperate, and we need to sleep. If we don't get quality amounts of sleep to rejuvenate our physiology, to 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 rest our bodies and our minds, we will not function at our maximum. In fact, If we, it's documented scientifically that if you deprive people of sleep, then ultimately their behaviors and their abilities to operate will degenerate and it will degenerate according to how sleep deprived they actually are. It's so strong and it's so necessary. There's a great quote out there that goes something like, fatigue makes cowards of us all. I think it might have been one of the Roman emperors who said that but fatigue makes cowards of us all. You can be the greatest rock climber, the greatest mountaineer, the greatest leader, the greatest business person, the greatest coach, the greatest whatever. But if you are fatigued, you have a lack of sleep, then you know the first the first challenge that comes across your path you are likely to to stumble at that challenge because it doesn't matter how how good you are if that physiological that psychological reserve that ability is not there because of lack of sleep then there will be a failure at that point so it's really important to get those fundamentals the other two fundamentals that are, are talked about really strongly are eating and moving diet diet's one of those things isn't it that we think oh just i can eat this and i can eat that and i can eat that and, and it doesn't show initially you know the first the first uh, unhealthy meal that we eat, that's not going to have too much of a, of a challenge for us the second one it's not going to have too much of an issue for us the third one but cumulatively and we talk about this a lot don't we in terms of those aggregated gains those incremental gains those baby steps that kaizen philosophy it's the the momentum of, of all those little things it's just the accumulated things that will lead to those challenges that face us the, that that diabetic risk or whatever it is and it's all those little tiny things that if we pay attention to the detail and we do the right things time and time and time again and we eat properly it will be it will have amazing consequences and the third fundamental for human life that that Johnson talks about is is moving you know the most powerful medicine in the world is exercise you know it will solve so many of the diseases that afflict us in the world and particularly in the western world it won't solve everything it won't take away millions of things and i'm not standing here as some kind of health guru but exercise appropriate exercise on a regular basis in a sensible way in an incremental way will have a powerful 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 effect on on the quality of your life and and probably the length of your life as well if if you are a believer of the current literature so if we get those three fundamentals right we're on a good basis to start with if we don't we're not even on the playing field of excellence we're just trying to trying to survive essentially so that's how important it absolutely is even at a basic level if you're not involved in high level sport just to exist and be on a decent level playing field with a great plateau and and real strong foundations if we sleep properly if we eat properly and we exercise properly we're on a great plateau to move from that is magnified many, many times if we are looking to be in an, in an elite sphere where we want to move on and we want to push the boundaries of excellence. Whether that is in sport or it's in business or it's in your family, you know, it needs to be of an even higher level. But just to start with those three are the fundamentals. Now, above and beyond that, there will be other fundamentals that are vital to your niche. So if you are a computer expert, then there will be certain fundamentals that you need to concentrate on that make you better and really good and excellent at your particular skill in computing. The same applies to sport, whether no matter what that is or whatever your niche is, there will be certain factors and facets that you need to be good at that separate you, that give you that edge That tells the people you work with, you work for, your contemporaries, the people who might want to employ you or use your services, that you are really good. You have a great, solid foundation at the basics. Because above and beyond anything else, how many of us, when we engage with other people, want them, we don't want bells and whistles necessarily. We don't want a fanfare, we just want done what it says on the tin. And this was brought home to me a little bit stronger by the coaching course that I was on when we talked about players playing football, professional football for a living in specific positions. And we expect that a player who plays a certain position to be good at specific things. So if a player who plays fullback in football is a real strong player, positional person who understands where they need to be in relation to their contemporaries in their defensive unit that's really important and if they're not good at that that's a big hole they need to be really competitive in a one-to-one situation out of possession because that's a prerequisite of being excellent at that position Now, if you've got a player who is excellent positionally and who is excellent out of possession 1v1, that ain't a bad fallback. And people think you've got to have this, you've got to have that, you've got to have the other. Yes, it's great to have the add-ons, but that is the 80-20 rule, isn't it? You know, if we revisit the 80-20 rule, 80% of your results come from 20% of your activity. So if you focus on being good at those couple of things you're going to be 80% there. The other things about being great at going forwards, if you like, or great at uh, interplay and and cutting inside with the ball, that's the 20% that the manager will think, wow, that's the icing on the cake. But actually, get the fundamentals right and you are not halfway there, you are 80% there. And those lessons, those lessons of, Getting the hard yards done. Being aware and balanced that that can lead to overwhelm. Knowing how to deal with that overwhelm in terms of getting the fundamentals right. The eat, the sleep, the move. Understanding that at times there needs to be a change of direction. Understanding that that can be challenging and it can be psychologically difficult. And we need to be honest and transparent about that. Learning to communicate it with quality, whether it is about a change of direction or having difficult, difficult conversations is really powerful. And it has long term consequences that if you do it right, are really, really positive. And understanding that, you know, we don't have to be great at everything. We just need to work and be focused on getting good at the fundamentals. I don't know if that's helped, folks, but those are the lessons that uh, life's thrown at me this week. It was so powerful in terms of the lessons for leadership, for management and coaching. Um, I hope you can get something out of that. And, um, you know, let me know what you think. Uh, It's www.robryles.co.uk. And, uh, yeah, hope it all helps. And I'll catch you later. Bye-bye.